Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we are very excited for another week of baseball talk. Plenty of stuff going on around Major League Baseball. Lots of news and a few milestones to talk about on today's episode of the podcast. But first, I'm going to steal Trey's thunder a little bit because he usually does this at the end of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like our content, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review and a rating. It really means a lot to us. Leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. I know Spotify doesn't have a function to allow reviews, but find us on Apple Podcasts, find us on Google, find us on any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Please leave us a review and a rating. Even find us on Facebook or our website and leave a review there. We really, really appreciate it. And Trey, we always say that if we get a good review, we will give them a a shout out. Or a bad one from there. (laughs) Or a bad one. We will give them a shout out and read it on the air. Well, we didn't exactly get a review, but this week someone did fill out the contact form on foulballarea.com and we're going to give them a shout out mr tim evans contacted us and said your coverage of mlb is probably more fun than many of the other mlb news outlets tim we appreciate that so much and we thank you for listening to the foulball area podcast he also said that he wishes we would talk about the rcbl a little more of course the rockingham county baseball league that i used to cover uh, back when i was in college and the podcast focused on that a lot during the summer so Tim, we will give a shout-out to the RCBL. I'll do a special episode next week talking about the RCBL Championship Series. It's Newmarket versus Stewart's Draft this year. Good to see Newmarket back in the finals. They made it last year. They ultimately lost to the Broadway Bruins, but they are back in the finals this year. And then Stewart's Draft, their 10th Championship Series appearance in the past 14 years. So a dynasty there in Stewart's Draft, making it back to the Championship Series. I'll do a special episode about that next week just for you, Tim. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and appreciate any reviews or ratings you leave us. And we hope that you do enjoy the Foulball Area Podcast. With all that said, let's get into what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. Trey, you've been really a big fan of baseball in the Olympics. Uh, We've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast. And you think that Major League Baseball should, you know, help out with the Olympics, help out with Team USA a little bit more because they are pretty restrictive on who can participate on Team USA. And you want to see a baseball version of the dream team. And I agree with you there. It would be really cool to see. But even though we don't have that, Team USA has made it to the gold medal game in this year's Olympics. And that's really exciting. Yeah, but that also, and it also limits the other schools, like our schools, countries. I was thinking of a college all-star team. But, you know, it's cool to see Todd Frazier out there, I guess, to, you know, the leader of this team. But, yeah, uh, you know, they obviously lost to Japan um, in the knockout stage after they've split with Japan and then now they they're in the gold medal game which should be should be quite interesting and uh, this is you know I, I would love to see Mike Trout in the Olympics just think about it like that and like Shohei like think about like gold medal game Japan US Shohei Otani pitching to Mike Trout like just think about it like that and that would be yeah, incredible that I mean that's and, that's what it should put be a bigger spotlight on Olympic baseball it's on the back burner like the reason Olympic basketball 
is so big, like during these Olympics, is because they have Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic and you know two of the Damian Lillard, like they do names. They do have the advantage that the Olympics take place during the NBA offseason. So, yeah, you know, they true. have the advantage that the, the players can take the time off and they but can play can, in the Olympics. But correct me if I'm wrong, this. the NHL, they they take a break in their season during the yeah, Olympics, they take right? Yeah, two-week hiatus for the Olympics. Well, yeah. they didn't do it last Olympics because I think they're picking it back up because of it's part of negotiations with the players. So, you just take two weeks off, which God knows baseball could do it during the dog days of summer and be fine. And... And pick it back up, you know, especially if you're going to cut down the games during the regular season, you're going to have opportunities for that. And you can do the same thing for the World Baseball Classic, move the World Baseball Classic to the summertime instead of, you know, the winter. And you you got, you know, a good opportunity. Yeah, that's what they should really do. You know, take a break. Let the best players in the world play in the Olympics because that's what it should be. To me, the Olympics are the pinnacle of sport, no matter what sport you're in. If that sport is in the Olympics, that is the pinnacle of athletics. That is like you're on top of the world. That is the highest level that you can reach. So, you know, obviously MLB players want to win the World Series, but they should want to be at the Olympics also. You know, it should be the best players in the world. I can't even tell you who's on the Team USA except for uh, Todd Frazier and I think Scott Casimir. Uh, I think those are the only guys that I can tell you that are on Team USA. Or at least was. And see, it's all these guys like Todd Frazier's great. I like him, but he's not in Major League Baseball anymore. Matt Kemp is not in Major League Baseball anymore. So it's either young guys or old, washed up, retired guys. It should be the best players in the world, like Mike Trout, like, you know, Juan Soto should be playing for the Dominican Republic. Javi Baez should be playing for Puerto Rico. I mean, or I don't know, does Puerto Rico go with the U.S. in the Olympics? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because okay. like because they have their Britain, own team, they have their own team for the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, but Great Britain, I think I don't know. That, that's a good question. I believe so because, for example, like in FIFA, quote unquote, quote unquote, uh, FIFA, like the World Cup, like England, Wales, Scotland, are all different, but like together they're Great Britain in the Olympics. If that oh, I, well, according to a quick Google search, Puerto Rico does have its own Olympic team. So. So there you go. Javi Baez should be playing with Puerto Rico. You know, th- all these guys should be playing. They should be playing for their respective countries. Because Major League Baseball is the best players in the world. They should be in the Olympics. That's, yeah. That's what we've got to say on that. Keep it, yeah, nice and simple. Uh, all right. Trade deadline was last week. We gave you uh, a preview of what we thought was going to happen. We talked about the biggest moves that had happened at the time. But of course, some big moves happened we thought Max on Friday. Was on a team. Yeah, we thought Max. Well, he ended up going to the Dodgers. I think we uh, we were hearing that when we recorded the podcast. It wasn't yeah, official yeah, yeah. yet. But some other moves that happened since uh, we recorded last week's episode. Javi Baez was traded. He went to the New York Mets, so he gets his wish playing with Francisco Lindor in the infield there. Chris Bryant was traded to the San Francisco Giants. I like that move for the Giants. Obviously, for the Cubs, Cubs fans. It really sucks because those are the guys that brought them their 2016 championship. They really thought they were going to be a team to beat for a long time, and they had other success. They never could quite reach that World Series level again, but they were a good team for the latter half of the 2010s. 
And it's really sad uh, for Cubs fans to see all those guys leave. Same thing for Nationals fans to see guys like Trey Turner and Max Scherzer end up leaving. And they traded a bunch of other players as well. John Lester, Kyle Schwarber, uh, a bunch of players got traded from the Nationals. So uh, trade deadline was very hectic, very chaotic, and very exciting. It was probably the wildest deadline that I can remember in recent history. I think those are all the uh, the big moves that we saw after we put out last week's episode, mainly just the Cubs and Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going official to Los Angeles. Did you say Chris Bryant to the Giants? We, that, yeah. didn't happen. that didn't happen until we were uh, our podcast was out. Yeah, so I like that move. I think it'll be helpful for the Giants. Jose you know, Barrios they, to the, uh, the Blue Jays, too. Oh, yeah, that's a big one, too. That's a big one. So And all those guys made immediate impacts. It, it was interesting. Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo, they were they're the first trio of teammates to all homer in their first game with a new team. Honestly, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Honestly, one of the hottest players in baseball right now is Anthony Rizzo. You're not wrong. Surging New York Yankees, who are eight and two in their last ten, winners of three straight and only a game and a half out of the wild card. It is getting interesting, folks. You're not wrong, See, Trey. You you say a lot of good things about the Yankees, and it's like I also I, say I, bad things. Let's, I know, I know you do. You do. And like I could call you a homer, but most of the time you're right. Like when you say Garrett Cole is one of the top two pitchers in Major League Baseball, you can, yeah, you can make a clear argument I in favor of did, that. They might not make the playoffs last episode. I did. I admit, yes, you I did. Think I think they will you, get to the wild card. You do we say, agreed. you do say bad things about them, but when you say good things about them, it's like, is he a homer? No, he he's actually right about this. Well, Matt, um, Anthony Rizzo is things about the Braves. I think you're a homer. So, we'll, well yeah, because the Braves are terrible. Although they swept the Cardinals, they're looking good right now. They're above 500 for the first time this season. Looking good. Wild. Coming for those Mets. They can't seem to win a game right now. Uh, all right, so one of the big stories around Major League Baseball right now, Miguel Cabrera, you know, surefire Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players of all time. He is nearing 500 home runs. He's at 498 as we record this right now. So pretty much no doubt he'll get to 500 home runs this season. That's going to be a huge milestone. The 500 home run club is a great achievement. It's really cool to see guys reach that point in their careers. And so, you know, it's, it's awesome for Miguel Cabrera because he's a guy that has widely been considered one of the best hitters in the league, one of the greatest of all time. It's going to be cool to see him when he hits that 500 home run. But with this in the news, MLB.com put out an article questioning if Miguel Cabrera is the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. And my immediate reaction is no, absolutely not. He is one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time, but he is not the best. And I, actually, I would put him you know, fifth or sixth on the list, maybe, because you got guys like Hank Aaron comes to mind immediately, Willie Mays. Albert Pujols, Mike Trout, those are the guys that are the best right-handed hitters of all time. So Miguel Cabrera, while he is great, one of the greatest in history, he's not at the top of that right-handed hitters list. I mean, it's hard to compare guys in different eras. Like, you can look at Hank Aaron and Willie Mays say they're the greatest right-handed hitters, but Miguel Cabrera is in a completely different era. But you have two guys in his era, Albert Pujols and Mike Trout, that are superior to him. Yeah, I'm, uh, this was a, a clickbaity article, I guess, from MLB.com. It's the best way to put it. Uh, I, don't, I don't put much merit into it, I guess. 
Miguel Cabrera, first ballot Hall of Famer, he's going to get 500 home runs. I mean, the guy's won the Triple Crown. And can you make an argument for it? I guess. But when you have the greatest player maybe ever in his era, like I know towards the tail end, but it, it's hard to argue, you know, hard hard to argue that. Yeah, definitely. And I was, I was looking at some stats as I was reading this article. I looked at the stats for Pujols and Cabrera. And Cabrera's overall career stats are slightly better than Albert Pujols. But you have to factor in that Pujols had a Hall of Fame career in his first 10 years in St. Louis. And since then, he's just completely dropped off since he went to the Angels and now the Dodgers. I mean, his numbers just have been nowhere near what they were when he was with the Cardinals. But his first 10 years with the Cardinals, he batted 328, 420, 617. That's his average on-base percentage, slugging percentage. For an OPS of 1.037, he had 445 home runs in those 11 years. So looking at Miguel Cabrera's you know, peak years, I, I took 12 years from 2005 to 2016. He batted 326, 405, 571 for an OPS of 975. All those numbers are lower than Pujols, especially the OPS, significantly lower than Pujols. And he had 401 home runs in 12 years compared to Pujols 445 in 11 years. So just looking at their peak years, Pujols was the far superior batter. So even though overall Cabrera has been able to sustain that level of performance longer than Pujols, Pujols' peak was way above Cabrera. So also, just, Pujols did it on the biggest stage. You know, he's he's a World Series champion that too. for a reason. So that too. I know Cabrera's played for the lonely Detroit Tigers for a majority of his career, but he Wait, did Cabrera? win. He did win a World Series with the uh, with the Marlins in his rookie year. Eh, it's it's hard to say though. You <laughs> factor in that, so. But uh, that's a good point, Matthew. I, I was about to say that I was like, he, he did win one with the Marlins, but you know, Pools obviously has won multiple championships with the Cardinals. So I agree with you. I'll take pool holes over him. His peak is just simply better. Yeah, and then obviously you look at a guy like Mike Trout, and he's widely considered by many to be the greatest player of all time when he's only played 11 years in the league. He's already at that level. So when he is considered the greatest of all time, you can't say that Cabrera is the best right-handed hitter of all time because Trout is also right-handed. And unfortunately, we're not going to see much of him this year because he's been injured for the majority of the season. But still the greatest. And that had fun. Especially if, uh, uh, that was the MVP battle, Otani versus Trout, which... You know, the Angels still only six games back of the wild card, so you yeah. never know. It could happen. But. It could happen. All right, uh, another quick debate I want to have. This week, uh, I was working on our show Inside Pitch on MLB Network Radio, and Ryan Spielborgs was one of our hosts, and we were talking about Cabrera nearing 500 home runs and what the 500 home run club means to guys and which active players could reach that level obviously Cabrera is only two home runs away he'll get there Nelson Cruz is about 70 home runs away it's possible that he could get there he's 40 years old not I don't know it's kind of on the edge on whether or not he'll get there it's possible if he keeps playing DH it's possible yeah but Ryan Spielberg says that Mike Trout is not going to get to 500 home runs and I have to disagree with that because at 30 years, 29 years old, he actually his birthday is tomorrow. So 30 years old, 
He's played 11 seasons, and he has 310 home runs. He averages 39 home runs a season. Oh, he'll get there. So, I mean, he, he's about It'll to enter... four years to get there at that rate. <laughs> he's about to enter his 30s. Roughly. His his play is going to decline a little bit, but say he averages, you know, 30 home runs a year. Even at that rate, he'll get I mean, there. Even if he averages 20 home runs a year. Yeah, he'll get there. Get there. In, he'll get there. He, he'll get there in 10 years. Exactly, and he's only played 11 seasons, so he's got... I mean, he has and plenty get of to time. 40. He's going to get there. Mike Trout, there, there is no doubt in my mind, Mike Trout will reach 500 home runs by the time he retires. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. think there's an argument. Yeah, I don't know who else is going to get there. Stanton, I don't know. but Stanton, maybe. maybe. If he can stay healthy, that's his issue. Yeah, Stanton, Judge. <laughs> I would say Otani, but probably not. Um... Tatis could get there. Acuna could get there. Yeah, those, I mean, those guys obviously have a good shot. They're so young that it's hard to say. I'd say uh, the next guy would be Mike Trout. Probably. Or the next guy would be Nelson Cruz, then Mike Trout. So looking at the looking at the um you know the list, active home run leaders, Cruz has four thirty eight. So he's really about sixty two home runs away, but he's forty years old. So he needs to average you know, say he's got two or three more years, he needs to get about 20 to 30 home runs a year to get there. I think he could do that. Yeah. Then you got Robinson Cano at 334, and he's 38 years old. He's not going to get there. Giancarlo Stanton has 329 home runs. He's only 31. So if he stays healthy, he has a really good shot at getting there. Yeah, I put, yeah, I I think Stanton's got a really good shot. I think he might have a better shot than Cruz if he's healthy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then you have Justin Upton at 322. He's only 33 years old, and he's played 15 years in the league. That's kind of surprising to me. I didn't realize he'd That's been around that think, long. Man, maybe because his brother Brandon too. You, you get confused a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't think he was that young still, only 33. But you know, he's not producing at the level that he used to. So I don't think he'll get there. Then you got Joey Votto, but he's 37 years old. You got Evan Longoria, he's 35 years old, and then Mike Trout at 310. So I, I think out of those guys, Mike Trout has a, Stanton, yeah, Mike Trout and Giancarlo Stanton. They're the ones with the realistic shot. Yes, I agree. Yeah. This is a fun debate. You know, we completely agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not really, I'm not debating with you. I'm debating with, with Ryan Spielworks on our channel. And anyone else that doesn't think Trout will get there. Because I want you to lay out your argument for how he won't get there. Based on what he averages, based on his age. There's no doubt in my mind he gets to 500. Unless you see him having more injury derailments. Like, that's the only way. Which would be really, really unfortunate. But as long as he stays on the field, he's going to get there. Love to hear your thoughts on uh, how, the, how the season's going, how your teams are doing. If you have questions for us at Foul Ball Area on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even our website, you can follow me at Trey Lyle BT at Mackins21. Like Matt said at the beginning of the show, leave us a... Uh, subscription give us a subscription leave us a, a review we'll read it right here on the podcast so if you like getting your name out there um we would very much enjoy hearing your feedback because your feedback can make this show even better than it already is uh, everyone have a great weekend enjoy i think it's gonna be a nice nice weather it's nice outside uh, it's here in Lynchburg. To, it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow in richmond so i'm glad i'm going well, to the squirrels game tonight because it's gonna rain all cover. day tomorrow that's a good cover well 
For Matthew Adkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Thank you so much for listening to this quick Friday edition of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.